it's not over the intro music there is definitely no intro music playing now you sure i mean well there's I, definitely I like, no intro music playing now because i was, I was going to give it a, like another two minutes or so how long is the intro music i don't know an amount um Maybe, let's make it five to be safe it, am i going to have to then trim the silent i mean we could do that we could just leave it <laughs> Each episode, and then I could just cut out any extra silence. It sounds like a lot more work for you, though. I mean, there's no winning for me. There's just <laughs> <laughs> there's no winning for you with this podcast at all, is there? No, but that's the way we like it. Oh, that is the way we like it. There's no winning for anyone, um, particularly the listeners. Particularly the listeners, in particular. Yes, <laughs> they cop it worst of all. Yeah, if- Anybody loses here, it is you be listening at home. Yes, stop it. Don't be silly. Don't listen to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace, a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play some games badly and then talk crap about them. Just don't. No, it's not not worth it, guys. It's just, it's not. <laughs> oh, my God, can you show what kind of a day I've had? Anyway... <laughs> Uh, we did a couple of episodes recently where we went through two of the races for Blood Bowl and mm-hmm. some pros and cons and how they're generally played. Hopefully people got a kick out of that. Um, their numbers have been going steadily up, I've noticed, which is good. Uh, this is a return to form, let's say. But it's That's also terrifying. something different as well. Yes. You know, so... If you want the good stuff, maybe, I don't know. Maybe Listen to you, something else. Well, can, no, you you probably want the second half of this, so just fast forward for a bit. But going back to our regular scheduled programming, uh, we haven't talked hobby for a little while, for a couple of episodes. I mean, that's mainly because I haven't done a lot for the last couple of episodes, but, you know. Well, when you say a lot, what have you done? That is the million-dollar question. What have I done? All right. So purchases, I have been like angelically well-behaved on my purchases. I think I've bought another set of the AK-47 paints. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought the metallic set because I wanted to know how they went. Um, so I've bought the AK metallic set and I think that is about it. That's not like you at all. I know, right? I've, I've been so well behaved. <laughs> Very not like you. Oh, it's been, uh, just been on my best behavior. Um, no, again, see, and again, it's not you. No, Stop it's, it. it's not. Go back to um, Jace. What have you done with Jace? Yeah. A butterfly has buried itself in my skull. Um, 
No, I see. And and here's where I've, I have managed to not need to is remember a few episodes ago when I decided to buy a 3D printer. Yeah. A second well, one, I, you mean? Well, yeah, but a, a different one. It's not like I bought two the same. I'm not setting up a farm. I have <laughs> options. Um, so I've been playing with that a fair amount and just trying to get it to work and trying to make stuff happen. And as such, I have been spending a fair amount of time instead of buying things, just seeing if I could print them for infinitely less than I would need to buy them for. Um, so... I'm currently staring at a Juggernaut and a Thanos and a Winter Soldier and Beast and I see a theme going on here. Gambit, Rogue failed. I'm going to have to redo Rogue, um, but I have Honey Badger and X23 curing on the shelf. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's been a little bit of a theme going on there. Um, so that has been a lot of my purchases shall we say um so that's been hobby thing. progress yeah I, I turn, the I, turn the printer on and it progresses look it, it turns out that there's a little bit more than that and that's why I've, I've only done this much so far um because i'm still working out how to get the best event um <laughs> and there is a lot of cleanup from all of the fails um but that's okay because i work from home so that has been a lot of that. And then actual hobby type things. Um, I did spend a little bit of time painting a red hood. That was a thing I did. Yes. Uh, one of the night models. Uh, their resin is still really bad, by the way. Um, but we may have spent a little bit of time painting, painting him. That was fun. Um, and then the other thing I've spent some time and it's still work in progress at the moment is I've got a larger scale, like old school, classic horror wolf man. Um, that I can see him right there. I, I didn't print, but a friend of mine, uh, printed. And, uh, so I'm spending a little bit of time painting him up. Uh, and you know, maybe filming bits and pieces of it when I know what I'm going to do and not filming bits when I have no fucking idea what I'm going to do and we'll see if they go anywhere. <laughs> um, so that is, that is basically all of the actual paint to models I have put down. Um, in other news have been doing a look, a little bit of TV, uh, in that, I finally succumbed to Book of Boba Fett mm-hmm. and gave that, uh, or giving that because we're still going through, but we're currently up to date in that. So I'm however many episodes in that I should be by now. So we've uh, got one left. Yes. Yes. And and so you've watched the, uh, what is it? Four episodes of Book of Boba Fett and the two episodes of the Book of the Mandalorian. Hey, look, that is very much my feedback. And what made that slightly more challenging is I didn't realize how much Mandalorian was going to be in Book of Boba Fett. I kind of thought it was going to, all right, there would be a tie-in, but it would kind of be a a bitza, Mm -hmm. kind of little just bit part. He would make an appearance. Everyone would go, oh, that's the Mandalorian, and that would be about it. Um, So my wife has been watching this with me, and she has not watched the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. And And now I'm spending that. 
Now I'm spending a lot of time explaining who the fuck this is and where they came from and how they got there and why that lightsaber is black and why does it get heavy and who's the little green dude and why is Mark Hamill there? And <laughs> who's the little green dude? She really hasn't watched it, has she? No, she had zero interest in it. Um, and I'm almost at the point where I'm telling her that it it probably would have been better to watch The Mandalorian rather than The Book of Boba Fett. Probably would have been quicker. Well, there's, oh, I mean, there's two the seasons. Yeah, because there's a lot of her pausing things during the middle of an episode. <laughs> going, Wait, who is that? What's going on here? And, and what's happening? Who's the orange person? Why are they? Yeah. There? Who's the guy with the red eyes and the hat? Where'd that guy come from? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I did like the guy with the red eyes and the hat. I disliked what he did, but I liked him. No, I yeah, I didn't. He, I didn't think that was going to happen the way that it happened, but it did. Um, I'm hoping it didn't happen as all the time with but, the finality <laughs> that it did. <laughs> How spoiler do we go? I mean, it's yeah. I know, I'm trying to behave. Yeah, we'll me wait, too. We'll, we'll wait till it wraps up, yeah. uh, which is not far away. So, look. It was okay at the start. It was good at the start. We kind of get somewhere and then it kind of segued into the Mandalorian and now I'm very confused what's going on. But it does th- seem like there's more than an episode left. Because they so you're going to have to wrap that on, right Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully they do it well. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. And like the, the, there's a whole montage in there that they did not need to do. Mm-hmm. Um I'm yeah. I I am. If I was not watching it, and I was not trying to finish it, because now I'm committed. I'm literally at that stage where look, I'll watch the first season, and we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. They've got an episode to hook me. Katrina would have stopped. Um, <laughs> she would not have completed. She would not have gone so far. But I'm making her watch that before we watch Peacemaker. Excellent. So that's how I've managed to continue that that progress. And as such, I'm also up to date with Peacemaker. I am two episodes behind. So I've I've watched an extra couple, but um Yeah, I've still got two to go. And by the time we get around to those two, I'll have three to go. Or four. Yeah. Thursday nights for the last few weeks have literally been Book of Boba Fett, Peacemaker. Then amuse ourselves however we want. It's great. So I go and mainly do things for a, a blood bowl tournament, but um, so, but that is legitimately all of the watching I have done. Mm-hmm. And then finally, of the games that I have played, I will hold off on at least two because we can talk about those sort of in the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the third one, and he is just a little, little trip down memory lane. So chatting to a couple of old friends, old gaming buddies that I, I've sort of haven't caught up with forever. And one of them messaged me and he's like, Oh, I've had a bit of time and I've had a little bit of, you know, he's at uni at the moment. He's like, but I've picked up work placement and I've got a little bit of cash flow and I've been doing a little bit of hobby and there's a Warhammer Fantasy 6th edition tournament that someone has organized in a few months. 
tournament. Okay. Yeah. Now, 6th edition, what was Age of Sigma? Was that 7th, 8th, ninth? Age of Sigma was effectively ninth. Okay. So, so a few editions ago. Yeah. Uh, for context, I sort of picked, because I've played most of the editions since about 4th, but 6th edition was probably the one that I played. I, it was kind of the edition where I, I gave it up for a bit. And then when 7th edition rocked around at the start of 7th edition, I kind of got back in and all the stuff that I'd sold I had to rebuy um, and, and all that jazz. So, and that would have been, oh, God. I'm trying time to think. Ago. Yeah, it was it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, so 6th edition, yeah, it, it, it's... A step back in time. Um, we're probably talking, you know, two thousand and one ish. Okay. So, you know, maybe a little bit after that. I don't know, but um, so apparently, what has happened here is that the general old school Warhammer community has all got together on a day where I assume there was blackjack and hookers and they had a chat about if we were going to play an edition of Warhammer because we all like that game, what edition would it be? And the pros and cons of all the editions since time it was born have been thrown up and the eventual, we'll call it a consensus, uh, the vocal minority has decided that 6th edition is the preferable edition and that is the one that as a wider community that will play and will kind of do things for. And as such, quite a few old players have jumped back on board. They've got excited about hobby. There's, you know, uh, sort of army building blogs happening and there's events that are happening and all of that stuff is, is just growing pretty rapidly. Um, and whilst probably my preference would have been 7th edition. My other preference is playing games. So there True. wasn't that much there wasn't that much of a difference between 6th and 7th. Seven. 7th was really a cleanup. Uh, so Adam sent me a message and said, "Hey, I'm going to go to this tournament. Do you want to throw some games together? Um because I'm going to need to remember how the hell to play." And I said, "Yes, yes, I would." Uh, it basically caused you know, zero effort. I have cupboards full of stuff I could use. So I put some models together. I wrote a list. Uh, he came over. We took up a whole table because that's what you do with giant ass games. Um, and we played some Warhammer 6th edition. Or as much as I think it was Warhammer 6th, I got very confused between 6th, 7th, and probably 8th. Um and so there was a lot of going, wait, is this is this edition or last? When did that change? And there, there was quite a, a fair amount of, of that, of going, okay, well, now this, no, wait, wrong edition. Go back a step. We've got to do this other thing. Uh, but it was, look, it tickled a nostalgia itch. And for context, 7th edition Warhammer is when I got back and heavy into wargaming, hobby, that whole piece. It was the time when I was traveling to tournaments fairly regularly. This sort of, you know, you do three or four interstate ones a year. Uh, you do um, at least, uh, there was probably a tournament a month that we were attending of some form. It was, it was a... It was a honeymoon period of my hobby, and it is one that I don't mind revisiting. So 
between that game, which which got me all kind of a little bit warm uh, in, in all the right areas, and chatting to a, two, a few other mates that were kind of playing in the same time and, and kind of looking at what's happening in the community, I am currently very excited about a whole other project that I don't really need to take on for a game that I may or not may, may or may not play again. But, oh, my God, and it was just that piece because this was, I mean, not necessarily sixth edition, but this was the game that started my whole real heavy hobby journey and it's just back a little bit and that's that's pretty goddamn exciting. It's dangerous. It's hitting you in the feels. Oh, in all the right places. Um, and what is more terrifying is right before Age of Sigma happened, so 8th edition, I had just finished building, converting, and I was playing my Beastman army, mm-hmm. and I'd spent a lot of time, and I had just decided on the next army I was going to build for 8th edition. And I'd started collecting some models for that army and I'd started kind of planning it out and what I was going to do. And then Age of Sigmar happened. They destroyed the old wall. And and those models have been sitting in a cupboard ever since. Hmm. And this conversation around 6th edition has come up. And I've started thinking about if I was going to play this, what army would I play and what models would I need to find and dig out and all that kind of stuff. And I had this moment where lightning struck my brain and I realized that I had most of an army sitting in a cupboard that I had plans for and those plans never came to fruition. And this is potentially dangerously the time (laughs) that those plans may come to fruition amongst all of the other projects that I have. So is this a team, uh, an army that is um, still in boxes, still yeah. unpainted? A L- little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So mm-hmm. I had – so uh, concept was I really like uh, the the kind of fast, heady, elite style armies where you don't have about a bazillion models to paint. That mm-hmm. is my jam. So uh, Chaos, Warriors of Chaos is kind of a, a really nice little piece where there's lots of hitting and not a lot of models. A lot of conversion potential, a lot of hobby potential, not a lot of models. And trying to think of something original here, I was I was kind of tossing up between a few different ideas. And I went, what if Orcs decided to forego their orky gods and instead decided that, you know, skulls for the skull throne and blood for the blood god would be <laughs> a kind of orky thing to do anyway. It kind of would be. Yeah. I like your thinking. So this whole idea of chaos, corn, orcs, or cork for short, um, struck in my brain yeah cocks um so i have a lot of boar boys still in boxes in a lot of instances there are a few assembled and whatnot that i was going to and a lot of chaos bits Mm -hmm. uh knights and juggernauts and um other bits and pieces that i had then i was basically going to smash those two things together until i had a corn looking orc army to run as a warriors of chaos army i like your thinking i'm intrigued 
and slightly aroused. Mm. Yeah. And this was just after the high of my Nurgle Beastman army, which I really, really loved. Um, that was kind of a, a massive passion project. And to be able to shift to another Chaos God and a slightly different project and a slightly different color scheme and all of those things, I just thought it would be super fun. And there is a lot of stuff I started scrounging. There is so much stuff that I collected on the tail end of that Beastman army so I could start my next project. And the next project never happened, but it's all still there. I think case in point, case in point, you should do it. We we know we know well we know dragon ogres are a thing, right? And I like dragon ogres. Dragon ogres would be more fun if they were half juggernaut. Yes, they would be very much so. Fortunately, I have all of the pieces required to make dragon ogres <laughs> from juggernauts. Um, equally, equally, there's a giant dragon ogre type model, the Shagoth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could also make one out of the, a, a juggernaut or something similar. Or alternatively, an arachnorok spider body mm-hmm. and big old sort of giant dragon ogre type torso centaur type situation. You could run him as a giant if you wanted. You can run him as a dragon ogre. There are many, many options. Um, Do it. All of these things are currently Do it. able to be done. So I just need space where I've sort of finished projects or at least at a stage where I've got some space to, to really start hacking pieces up because there's a lot of things in mid-flight at the moment and that is the only thing that is stopping me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But how long would you have if you were to do this tournament? I'm, I am being very honest with myself that it's probably unreasonable because I think it is, is it April. Okay, so two months. Yeah. So a probably not feasible to do an entire army with without spending all of my available waking hours on it, um, and secondly. Is it feasible to get myself another leave pass for a day to play a sixth ed tournament in Ballarat? In two months' time, that's plenty of time to earn up brandy points, though. Have you met me? Uh, it takes a long time because <laughs> <laughs> apparently I'm a pain in the ass to live with. So, look, I'm not planning on attending that one in particular. But, but if games if games are going to start happening, and that is a game that is going to start sort of getting a little bit of traction, it would not take long for me to to just tip over the edge. <laughs> I think a few boys at Throw the Dice were talking about not necessarily that event, but you know maybe just some old old hammer. So there could also be a, a bit of a local thing going. We will see. So that's me without talking things that we have shared. Okay, cool. Um, well, I don't have an awful lot more to add. Uh, TV-wise, like I said, Peacemaker, Book of Mandalorian. Uh, the only other thing I have started watching is I, I actually started it last night is uh, All of Us Are Dead on Netflix, which is like a... I think it's another Korean show, uh, school 
zombie outbreak. 12 episodes, so it's a bit longer than the usual fare from the, those parts, but uh, yeah, so far it's not too bad. So I'll keep plugging away at that. I have been spending quite a bit of time here and there on Rainbow Six. So, Look, this was the thing that we knew was going to happen? Well, we knew it was going to happen, and then I played the game and was quite disappointed. Oh. And then I, I played it for a bit more and I played it for a bit more and then I realized that it's if you ignore the fact that it's Rainbow Six and it has all the Rainbow Six operatives in it, it's actually a good game. It's just it's not a Rainbow Six game. Rainbow yeah, okay. Six is all about terrorists and you know, protecting freedom, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and this one is like an alien invasion. So the people that you're fighting are not terrorists, which I suppose, I don't know if it's you know, PC to do terrorists these days or not in games. Uh, but it is very different. But you have different missions to do. And the more I play it, the more I'm enjoying it. It's just not a Rainbow Six game per se, if that makes sense. No, it absolutely makes sense. So yeah. you've been playing a lot of Gears of War. Yes, it's it's very much it's more like Gears of War than it is Rainbow in some aspects, definitely. I mean, that sounds like an improvement anyway. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I was always Rainbow over Gears. I feel like there's less thinking involved in Gears, uh, That's which probably why <laughs> always was my preference. <laughs> uh, other things, hobby wise, I have still been painting up my corn guys. I know I started them like over a month ago and I have been putting paint to model every day this year so far I've not missed a day but it has not been an awful lot of paint per model per day rather it's so, a box, box ticking exercise of this yeah pretty much uh I have what have we got 12 guys in the corn team I have one guy that just needs his numbers done so whatever number I decide at the end of the day when I've painted them all he's got to have a, a number put on him he, he he's pretty much done the others so the other 11 i have f- five which i have finished the blood so it's the blood on the base and i'm putting like some sort of blood motif on them so usually the corn symbol on their uniform and their eyes for example Mm-hmm. So five of those have that done. Another four have the blood finished on the base. They just need like the little bits on top to be done. And then two guys need the blood put on the base properly. After that, it's basically technical paint. So the Mordant Earth Citadel pe- technical, waiting for that to dry. And then base rims and numbers and that's it. So they look. You know, if I wasn't talking to you and I actually had the motivation, I could finish them tonight. So, but I don't, so I haven't. Uh, and what team are you talking about taking next season? I'm kind of thinking corn now. <laughs> you get time. I got time. Look, they they are my entry for the painting event that we've got going on. So they have to be done by Feb. Like otherwise. Right. 
Oh, that was the other thing. I was going to do two of them are holding footballs, and I thought I'd actually paint the footballs properly. So I've got a little bit more than that. All right. Noted, moved on. Uh, I had my birthday, which was, yeah, it's a birthday. One more year closer to the seniors card. Uh, but I got a few things, which was lovely. Counting down to those sweet, sweet discounts. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I got myself the uh, – there's a series of Lego where they, they have helmets and masks and stuff like that. And I got myself for Christmas, I got myself the Boba Fett one. And then a friend of the wife was giving away a whole heap of Lego and she just handed us a box worth and that had the Stormtrooper one in it. I'm like, well, I was okay with just having Boba. But Boba and the Stormtrooper seems kind of funny. It's the start of a collection now. Yeah, so I ordered myself the Darth Vader one. And then when I got that, I gave it to the wife, and then she gave it to me for my birthday. Uh, So I spent a couple of nights, I actually live-streamed it all on Twitch, putting together the Vader helmet, and now I have all three of them together. And the three of them look really good together. They look a lot better than the two of them did. So You want to look better than three of them? Not four. Well, the other options, I mean, there's there's more coming out. So there's Luke's uh, X-Wing helmet is coming out this year. Mandalorian is coming out this year, which is, yeah, okay, but it's very similar to the Boba one. You've already got Boba, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think there's like a Shadow Trooper or something like that coming out as well. So I'm not, not, none of those I need. Um, the three that I've got fit well together, like, they were in a scene together, so yeah, oh, we can I'm happy we with can that. happy with there that. is resistance. For there now. is resistance until I don't know. Give me a couple of hours. Uh, also for the birthday, I did get a couple of things, which was lovely. So uh, at one point during the day, I went outside, and there, sitting there, was a match for Marvel Crisis Protocol with a note on it saying happy birthday and I knew that it was probably either you in conjunction with Clinton's help or Clinton himself I don't know what you're talking about and when uh, (laughs) when I saw you both you were both as bad as each other but um, thank you Clinton for that that was lovely And the only reason I know it was just him is because you handed me a box of yourself. And there was a lovely Red Hood model in there, which you've spoken about earlier tonight. But it's one of my all-time favorite night model miniatures. And God almighty, mate, you've done it really well. It just looks perfect. We're going to have to play. The silences didn't make it because his resin... No, oh, Models yeah. Resin no. is so shit. <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me. One one didn't make it, and then it looked weird with only one. <laughs> no, that's So fair. I just lopped that off. No, he looks fantastic. And there was also a Colossus, a 3D printed Colossus in there. So I'm going to have to do him up. Um, there was, but, a, legitimate, there was yeah. a legitimate moment when I was talking to Clinton and, and sort of planning what I was doing and whatnot, just going this whole concept of the staying 
in the red or is he staying in the black for hobbies mm-hmm. so you know painting is i'm like if i if i get him anything i'm also creating debt <laughs> like I, I feel like i feel like i'm almost doing the wrong thing by putting him further behind his target so that was the i feel like this way i kind of stayed neutral you you did you did it was good so it was negative one which is not too bad uh but then i fucked it up so (laughs) saturday i was at throw the dice and a couple of my orders had come in so i picked up the nurgle dice for blood bowl which looked very cute and pretty i also picked up the undead team the shambling undead blood bowl team uh which puts me drum roll Negative thirty-three. <laughs> I mean, I've got twelve, which like in a night I can finish twelve, and that'll jump me up. And then I've got, I don't know, like sixteen players for a College of Shadows team, which I can do, mm-hmm. hopefully, pretty quickly. Because I mean, well, quickly-ish once I work out the technique that I want to use. So I still want to dry brush them all colors onto black so they look like they're kind of in the shadows a bit. Yep. And uh, so once I've got, you know, practice on a few models that aren't technically in the team and then I'll um, hopefully be able to smash those out. But, I'm, yeah, I need that mojo back. It's just not coming this year. And, uh, look, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm if I can get to stay positive or stay in the black, I don't want to be, yeah, you don't want to say you want to be positive too much these days. Uh, then if I can get into the black, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. But ideally I want to play games this year. I want to play more games than we played last year. And that's, that's more important to me than, than the hobby aspect. And look, the other half of that is I feel like if that starts happening, Hmm. By default, the mojo starts flowing. Yeah, it's like a domino effect. No, it's not. Where there's like two dominoes? Two dominoes, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, it's but no, like the completely. circle of life. No, it's not like that either. It's like something which I can't think of. It's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody always eats them before they get to you. Anyway, um, games... So for the birthday, I had a couple of people. We all went to throw the dice, which was lovely, and we played a game. Uh, a game which already is getting re-requests. So Dylan posted this morning or this afternoon going, so we're going to play Zombicide again soon? So I think that's a good sign. I think that means that's... that people enjoyed it. Yes, that is generally the way it works. Yeah. So, yeah, we played Zombicide. So, yourself, myself, Alice Clinton, Dylan, uh, five players Zombicide. We had a couple of different characters, everybody. I mean, I've got a lot of the Kickstarter exclusive ones, at least from season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there's plenty of choice. Uh, I think you actually chose my first choice, which was the clown. Oh, I'm sorry. He was fun. Yes. He is fun. Uh, I went my my pretty much always second choice, which is the uh, the priest, Padre. 
And I mean, it was good fun. We played the tutorial just to get, because uh, I think two of us hadn't played it before and the rest of us hadn't played it for a while. Tutorial went down pretty well, pretty easily. Then we jumped straight into game one. And Zombicide's one of those games which can turn pear shape pretty quickly if you're mm-hmm. not too careful. I think we did quite well. I was so surprised, can I say? <laughs> I, I probably lost more games of Zombicide than I won. Yes. And it's really easy to just, the second you get a little bit behind, it snowballs and it's all, it just, it's all over Red Rover pretty quickly Mm -hmm. uh, when that starts happening. But somehow, and I'm still not sure how, uh, we managed to stay sort of a little bit ahead of the curve. We managed level ups. We got the right kind of spawns when we needed the right kind of spawns to happen. We got the right kind of equipment. It you know, just two of us running around with chainsaws, I think. So that was glorious. It was, but yeah, it just it just kind of came together, and it shouldn't have because the way that we started out that game, I was waiting mm-hmm. for one yeah. or two to level up too fast and then die, um, and leave the rest of us to be brutally just and eaten slowly. Yeah coming to the tide but that didn't happen captain i was shocked astounded and look zombie side fundamentally is always i have not had a bad game of zombie side win lose or draw uh, it is it is just the right level of depth complexity that new players can pick it up pretty easy that old players can still get in and have some fun that it's cooperative so you don't get super competitive against each other like it 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 ticks all those pieces and it gives you a little bit of character a little bit of skill progression uh a little bit of sort of cinema and atmosphere as you open a door and zombies spring up everywhere and all that kind of jazz and it, it, it just hits the right mark for all of those things without going too heavy, too deep, or anything like that. Um, I, yeah, it is one of those. Every time I play it, I wonder why I have not bought myself a copy. And yeah, with the Marvel Zombies Kickstarter having just finished, I was I was very eager to get back on the Zombicide game wagon. Let's say. Hmm. Uh, and it was a good game. We had to get a whole heap of objectives. We had to get, uh, what was it, rice, water, and canned food, and then get the hell out of Dodge. And uh, of the five players, four of them made it out. That's a win. In my That's books. a win. That's a win. I mean, of the four people, they had the three things we needed. We got all the objectives, ticked all the boxes, uh, one of us was sort of in a, getting very close to a lot of zombies and that one of us needed to get out because they had like, I don't know, the rice or something. I can't remember. Yeah, they had one of the things. One of the they, three things. They were we getting needed. a little bit close to, to not, not making it out alive. Uh, so there was just – and look – there was discussions around how we could do it because I feel like there was multiple ways that we could have done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of those involved some kind of sacrifice. And is it really a zombie movie unless there is? <laughs> Somebody's got to die. And 
seeing as it was my birthday, it kind of had to be me. <laughs> I just happened to be standing in the same in the right spot. I had the chainsaw. I could get um, get said person out of harm's way. Uh, was it Dylan? I can't remember who it was. But um, and then they could leg it for the for the exit, which wasn't very far behind where I was. But I didn't have any of the things we needed. I had a chainsaw. I held them off bravely, made my stand, and Padre fell to the hordes. But in doing so, I, I think he redeemed himself for his uh, earlier ways in the church. He's, he's... The thing I like about Padre is he looks like he looks like uh, he looks like a grunge rocker. <laughs> the, the model itself is, does not look there like less... there's a cross on him, but apart from that, he doesn't look like a priest. Yeah, you turn that sucker upside down and he could play bass for Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so much fun, uh, and definitely, I think we need we need to get more of these. At least, yeah. You know, it, it, the the good thing with with board games is that there's not much, not too much setup, but it's just a go have a night of fun don't have to think about you know what's happening in the next you don't have to come prepared you don't have to like apart from the person with the game you just show up yeah um there's no yeah there's none of the kind of at-home admin to get ready you just can show up have some fun do some things play some games bugger off home and you've just had a good night for zero effort so no, I think you know between that, between the times we've done that with um, Marvel United, mm-hmm. and there's you know a bunch of other games that we could do in exactly the same way, and I would be more than happy to play more of the ones that we have. So I'm not going to say no to Zombie Side. No, no. How can you say no to Zombie Side? Well, that's it for me. Anything else you've got before we throw to the intermission music? No, let's. Intermission? Intermiss? <laughs> what if you hit it? Is it still an intermiss? I don't know. Let's do that and we'll play some music and we'll return and then we'll talk about infinitely more interesting things. And break.
Whenever you're ready. Are you press put record? Right? <laughs> it's fine. I'll fix it. I'll fix yeah. it later. <laughs> All right. I've gone. I've gotten myself a drink. I think we're ready. Can I just say, just on a total tangent though, fuck COVID. Uh, Pepsi Max is my drink of choice. Yes. And supply issues, like a 30-pack of cans has been $18 for as long as I can remember. Now it's 30 Holy mother of God. That's that's a hell of an increase. And so now, because I'm cheap, I'm using two-litre bottles, and it's very, very awkward. I don't like it. I don't like pouring myself things. You've started drinking Peppy Max. (sighs) It's just, you know, two seconds that I'm never going to get back in my life. Anywho, probably... That is the real impact. It's the unsung (laughs) issues. And and we're here to point them out. (laughs) But what what probably everybody wants to hear about is... This last Saturday, so a couple of days ago, we ran a little tournament at Throw the Dice, the home of the Nerd Fairy, the Nerd Fairy Cave, if you will, a fantasy Nerd Fairy Cave. <laughs> I think that works. Uh, we ran Thoughtless Bowl. Now, it's uh, we called it Thoughtless Bowl. It's probably Thoughtless Bowl 1, the way I'm thinking. I think it went quite well. I'm not opposed to this at all. No, look, it was a sevens event. We tried to make it lighthearted, a bit of fun, not overly serious. Uh, And we just wanted everyone, no matter what sort of skill level you were, to to have a bit of fun and enjoy a day throwing some dice, throwing some blocks, falling over, you know, double sculling yourself, injuring your own treatment, that sort of thing. So... All the stuff that Blood Bowl is supposed to be. Exactly. It's it's what it's meant to be. So, do a little bit of a, a roundup, shall we? We had, uh, had a couple of people pull out last minute due to various issues, unfortunately. But, you know. Hashtag fuck COVID. Yep, yep. I mean, you know, if the Pepsi thing wasn't enough, this is another negative. But... We had 11 people, so that's an odd number. That doesn't work. So, well, not if you want to play a two-player game. No, not really. So we luckily had a token lackey ring person to play. We dragged some bum off the street, Pretty gave much. him a team and said, roll some dice. Pretty much. And as said bum, how did you find the tournament went? Look, I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> It was, and I think, look, the, the piece from this is we'll get onto the kind of the, the TOE kind of organizer side. Uh, also, I've missed that a little bit. But I finished the day after playing three games of sevens as the Gumby sort of buybuster ring in lackey. And all I wanted to do was play more Blood Bowl. That's always a good sign. Like, I am so pumped for more Blood Bowl. I get to play Wednesday night, which is an absolute win. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a, a great thing. But I literally finished the day just going, yes, I need more of this in my life. Put it in me. Don't even lube up first. 
Excellent. That's, I mean, that's what we wanted from the day. We wanted you to be spread and open. No, I don't want to go any further with that. No, one. let's let's just yeah, <laughs> let's just backpedal a little bit. Uh, we'll we'll put the cover back on that one. Return to the video store and told us they give us the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> so we had eleven players. We had out of those eleven players, we had ten different teams, which was huge. That was great. It was it was just glorious. So that that most people were playing a bit of everything. Uh, so we had lizards. Dark Elves, Vampires, Corn. The only team we had a double up of was we had two Necro teams. Mm -hmm. We had Chaos team, Wood Elves, High Elves, Skaven, Halflings. And as the ring-in team, we had a big discussion about this well beforehand. And we tried to come up with a, a stupid, fun list that wouldn't do too well. More, yeah. more on that later. That's fine. <laughs> but what were you playing? Uh, so I ran uh, Slan or Kislev, take your pick, depending on how they want to be skinned. Uh, so that was the, the, the one that we landed on. Uh, and this is probably off the back of, of some conversations. My initial plan A was actually Necromantic Horror, uh, working on the principle that I could take a full sevens team with I think seven players uh, and not run any werewolves or ghouls, which mean I there was no ball carrier. <laughs> like you tried to score with zombies or flesh golems. In hindsight, maybe a better idea. Uh, but when we got the teams in, we saw a couple of people were already playing necromantic. I didn't want to force, uh, you know, maybe somebody playing the same team even though they were different teams with different coaches, but the same style of team more than once, if we could at all help it. Mm -hmm. So we made the decision at that point in time to pivot a little bit. I've been playing snotlings in the league and they've actually been doing relatively well. So I wasn't sure how that was going to work. Um, there were some ideas around putting both pump wagons and uh, a couple of extra secret weapons in, and then throwing them all in for one drive so they all got sent off. But then there was the concern that they might do really well in that drive uh, and I wouldn't have a team to play against. So we scrapped that. We, we played a lot of this game and my fundamental thinking around the, the Slan team is that they don't start with standard skills. There's no block, there's no dodge. So you're behind the eight ball there. The positionals are expensive so you can't get the best of the best. Uh, I purposefully stayed away from the Crocs because uh, I think, honestly, the, the big guy fills a big old hole in that team, so we'll leave that wide open. And everybody has Leap, which is tempting in all the wrong ways because with no rerolls, you roll ankles more than you leap. So... <laughs> The, the dream was that we would just do a bunch of leaping. I'd probably kill myself. And that wasn't a bad idea. So it was with seven players, uh, two blitzes, two catches, three linemen, move on. That was, that was exciting as it got. That was the theory. That was the theory. So we... 
I mean, you have probably listened to previous episodes, maybe even the the one where we went through the players pack, went through how the day was going to run. Basically, we had three rounds. We kept it really simple. We kept it to an hour and a half, even though we knew an hour and a half was a long time for a game of sevens. Mm-hmm. Wanted to make sure that everybody got it enough time to play the game nobody was rushing and you know next tournament i think you know we we limit that you know maybe down down to 70 minutes 60 minutes whatever we need to do we can easily get four games into the into a day yeah but we played three so we played three rounds 12 teams shall we just go into it let's let's burn right into it all right cool so, round one. Uh, well, actually, before we even go to the results of round one, uh, I want to point out a couple of quick things. So, the first touchdown of the day went to Dylan and his Dark Elves, which was great. And, you know, in typical Dylan fashion, he threw his hands in wide in the air, stood up and proclaimed himself, you know, first touchdown. And in typical fashion, I told him to sit his ass down and keep playing. <laughs> So, but yeah, well done to Dylan. Uh, first touchdown of the day. The first win of the day went to Tim's Necro team. So round one results, Halflings. This, oh, look, the Halfling team. I was so happy to see a Halfling team. Let alone the amazing chef's pot that he had. They were gorgeous. Modeled along and they were all second-ed Halfling models, metal models. Old Scott or Treeman. Anyway, let's just, you know, skip over the the drooling over that team. Halflings uh, scored two, defeating the Lizardmen by one. So two to one. The What we thought was probably, and it was like the big scoring match of the day, Dylan's Dark Elves scored one touchdown to Lockie's three for his Skaven. That is a lot of time in the end zone. So Dylan scoring the first touchdown of the day then gave up three more for the rest of the game. He peaked which... too early. This is this is <laughs> half the course. But, um, I mean, it was Skaven, and we happened to have done an episode on Skaven and how quickly they can score. The High Elves defeated the Vampires 1-0. Uh, the Necro, like I said, first win of the game of the day, defeated the Corn team 2-0. Wood Elves defeated the other Necro team 2-0. And Kislev drew one all with Chaos. So already you're doing a little bit better than I expected you to or necessarily wanted you to. We'll, we'll discuss this in a little bit, but... Yeah. All right, cool. There's, there's a whole uh, topic to be covered here. Round two. So the Wood Elves, coming off their 2-0 win of the Necro team, Alice's Necro team, uh, defeated the Chaos team 2-0 as well. So already Val's Wood Elves, Consistent. four touchdowns, two, two wins. The Halflings drew one all against the High Elves. The Dark Elves redeemed themselves and defeated the Vampires 2-0. The 
I've got this written down. I'm just like picturing it in my head. So Alice's Necro mm-hmm. defeated Corn 2-0. Mm-hmm. And then Tim's Necro defeated Skaven 2-0. So Skaven coming off the 3-1 win and being top of the ladder dropped down to eighth after the round two. And all of a sudden you've got Val and Tim on two wins, uh, both with two two nil wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last game, Kislev versus the Lizards, two one to Kislev. What happened there? Uh, look, that was a mild miscalculation. <laughs> That okay. should not have happened, but you know how Blood Bowl is a game of dice. Um, so yes. generally, generally, what you try to do is minimise the impact that the dice have because the dice will screw you. Occasionally, when you do choose to kind of throw caution to the wind and roll all of the dice, the dice decide to play ball and things work that should never have worked. <laughs> <laughs> It's guaranteed to happen. And, you know, I mean, I put the call out at the start of the day saying, hey, if you anyone finds themselves in a position where they have to roll 17 dice uh, to score an equalizing touchdown or, or win the game, I want to see those dice rolled. Um, admittedly, the times I did get called over, the, usually the first roll of the however many they needed to make failed. and, and I should I have done that. Stood up. And, but, uh, yeah, you should have. You should have. The old, the old lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> so, final round. Uh, the Halflings defeated the Dark Elves 1-0. The Wood Elves and Tim's Necro, so Val against Tim, both of them 4-0 touchdowns, two wins for the day. Uh, so this was the top table. This was probably going to decide who was going to win the tournament. Uh, so what happened? They drew nil all. <laughs> <laughs> Which just threw a curveball and things, but anyway. Uh, Lizards defeated Chaos 1-0. Uh, Lockie Skaven defeated Alice Necro 2-1. Uh, Corn defeated the Vampires 2-1. So Pips Vampires there on the, and that was the the bottom table. So both Corn and Vampires had, were going into round three, were sitting on zero points out of a possible 50 at that stage. No, it was more than that. 26, more, 27, yeah. 54. Out of a possible 54, they're on nothing. Uh, and then Kislev. Hi, Elves. 1-0 draw. 1-0 draw, but yes. 1-0 draw. 1-0 draw. Thank you. Uh, so, Mr. Gumby here. Mm-hmm. One win, two draws. You're welcome. <laughs> I happened? mean, <laughs> did, did I place? Did I? No. Did I but, take? No. No, but. So. That was hilarious. It was, it was. <laughs> Actually, and that, that final game, can I just say, we were done in record time. It was like 10 minutes or something. It, was, it felt like it. It felt the like way, it to me. The way it played out for both of us is that we would 
doing stuff. And there were quite a number of games, right? A number of times in that game where I'm like, well, I feel like my solution here is to do some stupid shit and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but for both of us, there were a number of turns where the very first dice roll we made, which was the safest dice roll that we would make, mm-hmm. uh, failed turnover. <laughs> and then I'd hand, I'd hand over, failed the first dice roll, turnover. And we did that a bunch. So it was it was really quick. We had a uh, the kickoff result that moves the turn forward yep. one anyway. Okay. Uh, and then we had a bunch of really quick turnovers and all of a sudden the game was done. Um, it was, it was great. It was so much because it was just stuff kept happening. Um, so, and here is, all right, we're going to pause for a minute here because I feel like I'm copying some potentially unfair heat for my, <laughs> Look, I, you know, I like giving you shit. If you lost every game, if you lost every single game, I'd still give you shit because I'd say you were going for the wooden spoon. And and here is my issue, right, in that what is the role of that kind of buy, buster, Gumby role? Is it to lose every game? No. No, it's it's not because then you're effectively giving them a buy and a win anyway. You're giving them an unfair advantage. So you need to... And it's tricky because what you're trying to do at that point in time is play to your opponent's level, but you also have to work out what your opponent's level is, um, but also not play too seriously to their level. Mm-hmm. So it's this it's this really fun balancing act where it's like, okay, um, so you know, case in point, my the first game against Jason, awesome dude. Great game. He had not picked up Blood Bowl for a while and he was kind of, it was almost the refresher game for mm-hmm. him. So there was a whole bunch of, you know, little things like I'm saying, hey, you need to roll to see if the Minotaur can do things. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what Animal Savagery does, that kind of stuff, um, which was fun. Absolutely cool. And that's kind of the idea of the tournament is that you come in regardless exactly. of whether you'd play it every day and whoever you were playing would be like, oh, you forgot this bit. Or if you, Move here, you don't have to make that dodge roll, that kind of stuff. So that was cool. Um, and as I said, we ended up on a one all. I think that's a pretty good result for a Gumby. The second game against the the Lizards. Um, so that was what that was Tim's Lizards. Mm-hmm. Tim came out of the blocks and he was storming. He was playing super aggressive. He was playing to score high. Um, and I fully expected to lose that game abysmally. Um, but it was one of those games where just bullshit happened. And I'm like, right, well, I am going to leap over here and dodge over here and do this and throw the ball to this guy. And it just all worked. And Again, because Tim has played a bunch of blah, blah, I think he plays Melbourne League. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he knows what he's doing. I didn't. It didn't feel right. If I had the ball and I'm standing next to the end zone. No, you've got to not, go in. You've, you've got to go in. So that's kind of where it, it felt there. And it, I don't feel like it was any skill on my behalf. <laughs> I don't necessarily think he did anything wrong. I expected him to stomp me and just Dice decided to play a factor uh, in in that game. And the things that worked should not have worked. Um, and then the last game, oh, that was 
against Michael's High Elves, as I said, that was just turnover central. It was just fast and furious. We both just played super aggressive to see what had happened. Um, he's played a bunch clearly before. He knew what he was doing. Um, incidentally, that is the first time I have played with like the ball ring, like yep. that you put you could, could get on board that. Might need to get I some. Saw, I saw a few of them being played. And they were, it was interesting. I'm not, I've never done it myself. So, I've no, neither. Had little magnetized balls that sort of stick to my bases and then just yeah. irritate everybody else because they don't have magnets. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I could get on board those. It just, it's really clean as far as playing the game goes. It was, it was kind of nice. Um, but as I said, that was just fast and furious and shit went wrong for both of us. And, we both scored a touchdown and the game was over and we were both a little bit surprised. So, you know, that was, that was that game. And it was just, as I said, that it was me trying to find that balance between playing fast and loose and doing stupid stuff, but also not just handing my opponent a win because, you know, the other half of that is the other way we could have played it is that the, sort of Gumby, Bybuster Army or, or team just plays whoever's bottom. And then you can almost hand them a win um, unless they really want the wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. But with this where we had the the team seated into the draw, so they were showing it, they were playing whoever they were effectively ranked against, um, you know, I think it's it's probably the, the best way to do it just to make sure that the results are as fair as they can be. Um, but yeah, I, the, the little Kislev circus performed a little bit better than I expected them to be. And I'm rethinking my, uh, season two commitments. (laughs) Although you have committed to them, haven't you? I have. Yes. And they were fun and it's going to be a little bit silly. (laughs) And I'm, look, I'm still excited. Yeah. But Look, I just, it was more reliable than I expected. Well, that's good to know. Good to know. Because, you know. No, I've said play, that. They will not. Well, we'll wait and see. I mean, look, look, let's face it. Season one, you're playing the final on Wednesday against mm-hmm. Lockie Skaven and you're playing Snotlings, who came second. So, Who should not have come second again. I, I mean, claim no responsibility for this. <laughs> Snotlings, Snotlings aren't the the weak team that most people expect them to be. They're not a second place team, but they're not Absolutely a weak team. <laughs> Look, frankly, I think if we had have finished the the regular league games, it would have been a different story. But you know, Maybe. COVID's a thing, and and all that jazz. Um, and we might have a chat at either this episode, but probably not around because Games Workshop have got their tierings right for the teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. How sevens affects that is really interesting because um, I feel like the they don't necessarily just port straight over. No, no, I don't. I don't think that your your tier three or your tier two necessarily means it's the same in sevens as it is in elevens. No. Anywho, back on topic. The end of the day, final results. Uh, out of a possible 81 points for the day, Tim's Necromantic 
came on top with 63 points, which was huge. I like to feel like that was partially due to me as well because that was actually my necromantic team. Yeah, you can't claim any of this shit. I think I can. Like, I, like he, who's, who's he's models? the one that played. It had nothing to do with the models. Oh, no, I poor, feel like it may have. I mean, admittedly, Tim Tim contacted us and said basically that he was staying what was his brother, was it? He was staying with his brother or something. He'd forgotten his team and his brother only had dwarves, so could he change his team to dwarves? And because oh, nobody wants that, I said, well, I, I've got a necromantic team, so if you would rather borrow those, I'm more than happy to to lend those, given that we're not using them for the, the Biobuster army anyway. Mm-hmm. So that that's how that Turned out to be the right choice for him too. So Done all right. Coming on top. So uh, second was Val's Wood Elves with 57. Uh, Val, I've, I've played once, you know, in 1963. What's Blood Bowl? <laughs> No, Val, Val knew quite a bit and, and played very well, which was good. Uh, third place, John with his halflings, 56 the points. Flings picking up third. That By is one point. Glorious. It is, yeah, I, again, drooling, gushing, very happy with that result as a flings player in the current tournament, current season where I think, what did I come? Out of eight, I think I came six. Something like that. Yeah. Not, not, not good anyway. Not that good. Uh, fourth place, Michael High Elves, 46 points. Uh, fifth place, the number one uh, player. Run that by me again. Is that right? Michael. Oh, no. High, yep, Michael High Elves. <laughs> yep. Yep. You with me now? No, that's right. <laughs> you had the count back right. I did not. There's the difference. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally going off the picture that you posted. Go you. Yay, me. So fifth place, number one in our current league, playing for the trophy in our sevens league on Wednesday. Lockie with his Skaven, also on 46 points. Uh same touchdown differential as Michael, but uh, just suffered a few more casualties than Michael did, which uh, put him back like, to fifth. Like Wednesday, the preview has started. <laughs> Sixth place. That was you. Yeah, oops. <laughs> 44, six out of 12, right? Smack bang in the middle, really. Seventh place, Tim. Uh, another Tim, Tim M with Lizardman, 30 points. Eighth place, Alice with her Necromantic on 29 points. Look at this. Seventh, eighth, ninth. Ninth place. Can, can we just say, Alice, in that, I'm just looking through this. He, She played the Val, same who ended up in second. Yes. And Lockie, who ended up in fourth. Fifth. Like, fifth. That's that's not an easy run. <laughs> no, no. So she played some, some high-end players, uh, high-scoring teams. In her first tournament, coming eighth, and and seventh, eighth, ninth, thirty points, twenty nine points, twenty eight points. There's two points between the three teams. Yeah. So ninth place, Dylan with his dark elves, twenty eight points. Tenth uh, place, Jack with corn on twenty five points. Uh, Jack, yeah, they were pretty. They were so pretty. It was such a pretty team. Um, he he did really well with his painting score too. 
So with his, well, not painting score, the coolness score. Um, and he has also convinced me that, that corn is the way to go, seeing as how badly things went for him with dice rolls all day, the poor guy. Uh, that's kind of what I'm aiming for in season two of seven. So I'm going corn. <laughs> I've changed from ogres to corn. Uh, but yeah, 25 points. All that 25 points was in the last game because he went into the last game on no points. <laughs> uh, 11th place, Jason with Chaos Chosen. Jason was a f star all day. 16 points, uh, but just such a nice guy. Like, yeah. you played him. Like, he just generally very happy. Just seemed like a cool guy. Uh, and in 12th place, Pip, Vampires, with a grand total out of a possible 81 points. He got the one. So one point. It's just, <sighs> I mean, vampires, they're one of those teams. Uh, they're still waiting for GW to update the rules properly. They've sort of, GW has sort of thrown something together to make vampires able to be played in this edition. Um, they can be a very strong team. They were not. Yes, they were hungry. <laughs> they were I watched, very hungry. I watched a couple of those games, and there was a lot of failed bloodlust or animals, whichever one it is, um, whatever the new bloodlust is. There was a lot of biting his own team. Mm -hmm. Yep, which happens. Fortunately, Pip takes it like an absolute champion. Um, uh, Pip, Pip's a legend. But. Yeah, he, look, he showed up with the Vamps, and look, I legitimately thought there was a potential threat, knowing full well that they can go a little bit pear shaped. But if they play nicely, the Vamps can mm. the Vamps can do horrible, horrible things. Uh, they did not. They didn't. Not not in these three games, anyway. Uh, so yeah, first, second, third. Tim, Necro, Val, Wood Elves, John, Halflings. Uh, the wooden spoon went to Pip. The favourite opponent, so we had everybody vote for the person that they enjoyed most playing against. Uh, that was a draw between Val and Pip. So both of them equal amount of points, uh, but we discussed earlier that you know the, any sort of draws was going to go to the lowest place on the it ladder. It is infinitely harder to be nice to your opponent when they're beating the living snot out of you. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like that was the correct choice. Yeah, so Pip walked away with that. Uh, most touchdowns, Lockie with his Skaven. So five touchdowns, just pipped um, ahead of the top three, which all had four, and you had four. I was but coming for him. You were going, yeah, but Lockie with his Skaven. So, yeah, watch out on Wednesday. No, not a problem. The Coolness Award. So we kind of gave this to... You know, we left this up to interpretation. So we wanted the coolest team now, like I think we said in the previous um, podcast, it was you know up to you as to what you defined cool. If it could be painting, it could be the team list, it could be whatever you wanted to make it out to be. But the halflings stormed away with that. Absolutely fair. Yeah, and I think that that little pot was a huge part of that. That was awesome. Uh, most number of casualties, Tim with his listenmen. 
so had six casualties. Um, also, Jason had six casualties as well, but his casualty difference was not as high as Tim's. So. No, he had also had enough die that yes. Tim took it away, which yeah. I was surprised given Skinks. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, well, Lizards have got some some heavy hitters. They've got the hitters, but they've got the dyers. True, true. Whereas at least the Chaos Chosen are relatively punchy across the board. It's a little bit surprising, but anyway, that sneaky little dodge makes a difference. It does. It does. So, overall, I had fun. Like, it was very easy for me to, you know, officiate and there were a few questions here and there but nothing overly taxing and nothing that anybody was really confused about everybody seemed to have fun i mean you know you playing along you probably had more of an indication of how much fun people were having but look i had more of an indication on how much fun i was having because i was <laughs> having a fucking blast um but what i found really really super fun is i don't know how it came this way but it's almost like some of those games were in sync because you could hear the entire room just kind of swell in volume as stuff happened and people got excited and then all of a sudden it would die down you could hear like you could almost hear the thinking yes. going on and there was this kind of you know a real kind of swell and so it was great but yeah you could hear across I don't know. I could just, I knew I was getting excited and I was talking and I, you know, we're, we're throwing dice and doing stupid shit and whatnot, but you could kind of hear the tables next to you and, and up the kind of row that everybody was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. They were all, you know, chatting and laughing and having fun and, you know, talking it through. And, and there wasn't any of those games where it was super serious silence. I go, you go, just don't disrupt my thinking because mm-hmm. like it was, it was a really, I just think that the overall atmosphere, it was just friendly. It was fun. Everyone was there for the right reasons. Um, And it it really, hopefully, I mean, I think it showed. I think um, it was was a pretty damn good day, but I may be a little bit biased. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we definitely, I didn't, definitely heard no complaints, no issues, nobody upset about anything on the day. Uh, I think in these sort of scenarios to... With Blood Bowl, like a good indication of, of how well a game has gone is how the person that comes last is feeling, especially mm-hmm. if they haven't taken like a goblin halfling, one of those sort of stunty teams that usually come last. Uh, if they've taken a relatively serious team like Vampires and Pip seemed to be very happy by the end of the day yeah, uh, with his point. <laughs> uh, so I think that's a really good indication. I'm hoping it is anyway. I mean, if you were there, if you want to give us any sort of feedback about how we went, uh, things we can do better, obviously, you know, the the timing was one thing. I think definitely next time, four games, we we finished a bit earlier than we expected to, uh, which was good. Also meant that we had time to stick around and chat and also chat to, to Rich and how he felt after the day. There exactly. was a man who was excited about Blood Bowl, by the way. Yeah. So uh, if we've made Rich a believer, I think it was a good day indeed. Look, that's my mission accomplished, really. Yeah. Um, to please yeah. the nerd fairy. 
but you know, to your point before, like we want to do this again, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely, and we would like everyone who showed up to to come back, and we would like them to bring their friends, and we would like them to tell people why it was a good idea to show up. So, if there is anything that you liked, that you disliked, that you want us to do differently, absolutely let us know because you know we just want to do more of this um, and and sort of grow it a little bit. So. Yeah, I'm very much open to any feedback that anyone may have. Yeah, all feedback is good feedback. Good feedback is great feedback, but all feedback is good feedback. Uh, do you have anything else to, to say I, about the day itself? Look, I have to give an absolute massive shout-out at this point in time. So uh, for everyone who showed up, we had a little bit of a care package. Yes, 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 yes. For for everybody, and that was in the form of uh, a couple of different sets of dice. Um, and I did some little scatter templates, but that's really not the point. Uh, we also had some amazing sort of prize support thrown our way uh, in the form, and we ended up using them as as. Uh, kind of random lucky door prizes for people mm-hmm. that didn't pick up things, but it was it was super cool. There was one of the neoprene dice trays. There was uh, some of the, the original sort of Blood Bowl art and you know, a whole book of that uh, as well, which was pretty spectacular. Uh, so could not have – like. I feel like we were punching well above our weight class. Uh, and that was all thanks to Doomy, who runs uh, a bit of a uh, tournament swag support side hustle uh, called Doomy's Dungeon. But he's also the commissioner for the Western Melbourne Blood Bowl League. Uh, so if you want to, A, run an event and get some super cool, maybe custom stuff for uh, the players showing up, Get on to Doomy's Dungeon, uh, and if you're out sort of West Melbourne or, or anywhere around there and you want to play some Blood Bowl, uh, the Western Melbourne Blood Bowl page on Facebook is a great way to sort of connect with that crew, uh, and, you know, they've got a, a fair bit of a scene. So, again, massive thanks to, to all the support from Doomy, uh, and uh, we'll definitely be talking to him again for sort of, you know, anything that we may have coming up. Totally agree. Like that was just yeah above and beyond, and you know I think everybody was a little bit surprised by the the awesome stuff that they picked up even before they'd started a game, and and having you know custom dice. We got gold, two gold, two silver, two bronze, and two wood inverted commas colors. I think uh, the official color is butterscotch. <laughs> but uh, to have them just to give away as well as as anything else to first, second, third, and the wooden sword was just was just great. So really appreciate it, mate. Much, much, much love for that. Again, yeah, we'll, we will be in contact because, again, this is not the last one of these that we want to run. No. Uh, and I'll throw links to both those pages in the, in the show notes as well just so people can connect nice and easy because he is all about building Blood Bowl on sort of this side of the city, and I am all for that. Agreed. Anything else to add? Nah, look, I think I had, didn't realise how much I had missed running events, and I, it's just a huge thanks to everyone who came along and supported it because, you know, it 
it was easy because of everyone who showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was it was a great little way for us to sort of get back into the swing of things. I know that there's been some events cancelled with COVID and all that jazz, um, and people are sort of only starting to sort of crawl out of the, the woodwork and go, hey, well, you know, blink in the light and, and wonder what, <laughs> what games are and, and how to play them again. Uh, so super keen and, you know, by all accounts, the conversations I had people were keen for more so hopefully that means a few more events maybe a few more leagues maybe some more opponents um but just massive thanks to everyone who who helped make that happen agreed agreed uh so we'll just wrap this up just a couple of things what's on uh we do have a painting event which is going on over january and february uh paint a model any model black white and two colors of your choice, mix away, do whatever you want to do, funky stuff, but it's those four colors that you're limited to. Um, I had a couple of people jump on board this week, last two days, which uh, has been great um, because I really didn't feel like giving the prize to Alice again, Uh, (laughs) by default especially. So get on board. There is still plenty of time. You've got till the end of February to do that. Uh, There's details on our Facebook page. There's an event that Jason made up. We have also bitten the bullet and started up a Discord. So thanks, Clinton. He was the one that told us we had to uh but also i think it's been something i've been thinking about for a while a i didn't really want to jump on anyone's toes that might already have a discord that's doing quite well and and continues to thrive and should thrive uh definitely didn't want to take anything away from the hobby homies guys with theirs but it's also it does give us options of keeping everything in one spot keeping the conversations flowing and i think already and and we've only really started promoting it in the last couple of days and already it's it's taking off and and you know like i said more people are jumping on the the painting event which is great so if you're keen jace make sure you add the link and just good making notes link to discord in the show notes uh that being said as well we i think we definitely made an impact on rich which is great he is very keen on more blood bowl at throw the dice we are in discussions with how best to run season two of our sevens league uh, which will involve some sort of match days so you'll have you know two weeks to play a game in each round but there will be a dedicated match day where we try and get as many people to meet up as possible at Throw the Dice, play the game, have a bit of fun, have some laughs, laugh at everybody else throwing, falling over, going for it for the touchdown. Uh, if you're at all interested and in the Geelong area and you're keen on a very laid-back Blood Bowl league, this might be the one for you. So jump on the Discord there, get chatting in the um, little, what do you call There it? is the a channel, channel. Yeah, for a channel. specifically for Blood Bowl 7 Season 2. Uh, so start getting in and we're, we're sort of, you know, ramping up with the dream that we will start probably start a March-ish. Yep. Uh, so keen to get as many people on board as are keen for games. Yeah, perfect. 
that's all I've got. Anything else you want to add? That is all of the things I had to say. Excellent. Uh, so that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you haven't, give us a follow. Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, Discord, Twidbean, Twidcord, Pornhub, Distweed. Yeah, <laughs> all of the above. Uh Extra special thanks to our patrons, which are um, putting up the money for the competition for the painting event that we've got. Uh, and we have plans. We have plans for this year. So watch this space. So many plans. So many spaces. Thanks, More guys. space than plan. More space in my head. <laughs> gotcha. See ya. Let's